I'm Pete. And I'm Tyler. And I'm Joseph. We've got a whole gaggle of people. Um, and you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai both enthusiastically and regrettably. And it's a big <laughs> episode today because we have the whole cast of middle class film class. You guys want to tell people what that even is, though? Sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having us on. Your episode was highly viewed and uh, on our show, and we had a great time reviewing The Man of Steel with you. So. Oh, yeah. It, it just, that was a doozy. <laughs> it's weird that no matter what podcast I go on to, I'm doing a regrettable review, it seems. <laughs> yeah, so our, uh, our show is Middle Class Film Class. We release every Wednesday on all your favorite pod streaming services. We are a, a movie news review and streaming recommendation show. And every week we tackle one review chosen at random by our spinning wheel of destiny. And we do a really, really deep dive on the review. Trivia, plot breakdown, what we liked, what we didn't. And um, we love to interact with our fans. So if you listen to the show, uh, Middle Class Film Class, we get a lot of emails that come through. We read everything on air, interact with our fans. We generally just have a good time. It's myself, Peter, Tyler, and uh, Joseph, who is our editor. Speaking of like fan interaction and all that, during my episode, I remember there was some, some chaos about the legitimacy of the wheel of destiny (laughs) there was some controversy has that got sorted out the wheel shall not be questioned oh okay at the end of the day but what constitutes a fan uh was in question yeah (laughs) and i was just asking random uh passerbys on the street like hey if you were to listen to a movie review show what would you want reviewed yeah your your gas station attendants uh it's like the old saying a a stranger is just a fan that hasn't listened yet yeah just like my grandpa used to say yeah (laughs) so uh we we did address the controversy your your episode i believe was uh 47 Sounds about right. 47, 48. 47. Yeah, 47. Yeah, and on, on episode 48, um, we reviewed, what was it? Oh, 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 yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> We're not talking about the Junji Ito manga. <laughs> there really is a manga called Holes? Yeah, this hold was made for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that one's that one's <laughs> a trip. His snail one, the spiral one, though, that, that one uh, freaked me out too much. Spiral, so good. Oh, and I will just, never look at that again. <laughs> full disclosure, this is Pete talking. I've I've never seen a hentai before or manga, manga, and uh, it was it was a a treat to be able to review Kite. I had no idea like what getting into it, what I was expe- like going to see, but I had a, like this my preconceived notion of what a hentai uh, looks like to the layman, and it was I was pleasantly surprised. It was very different than I was expecting. Well, that's good. Uh, I haven't seen Kite, so I don't know how on par it is. But towards the end of the episode, I'll let you know if it's like, you know, kind of the normal course, uh, if it fits all the tropes. But uh, yeah, for each of you, what, what's your your relationship to hentai? Um, well, Joseph here, I uh, have zero uh, relationship with hentai. <laughs> I have seen what a shame. I have seen like the. I've seen like the images of like the tentacle or like the gifts of tentacles and stuff. And it's always tentacles. So like my, my, to be the, my perceived idea of what hentai is, is that it's just over the top um, animated sex scenes with creatures and human beast hybrids or whatever. (laughs) That's a big part. 
Yeah, you know, and I, you know, and so this was my first real full viewing of a hentai. I was like, I could really get into anime after this, you know. Um, so, so this hentai actually just like li- made you lean more to anime in general. Yeah, because I've always like I haven't really been exposed to that much anime. I've seen um, like when I watched Perfect Blue uh, last year for the first time. And that was that was kind of a traumatic experience just because of the uh, subject matter of the movie. Um, it's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I really dig this like old style of anime, the hand drawn. This was ni- made in 98, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a kite. Yeah. Um, and the Perfect Blue was 97. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, yeah. Hey, the heydays of anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it really was. Yeah. And I, and I could. I'm like, this is like really cool actually, you know, and I, I haven't seen like a classic, uh, like Akira or something, you know, oh, I haven't watched that yet. I just watched that like, uh, like two months ago. Yeah. Oh, good. I've been meaning to, uh, but late lately I've been kind of getting on this, like, uh, Lupin the third kick. Oh and, yes. Uh, Love Lupin. Love the classic animation. It's like a eighties, uh, anime that, uh, came out. I think I believe earlier than that. Oh yeah, I it, I thought it was eighty six, but I think it might even be as as uh, old as seventies, late seventies. Well, so there's a bunch of movies uh, and a manga and animated series, OVAs. Like there, there's been tons of different in, installments. You know, you can enjoy one as its own thing or or binge them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the manga started back in like the sixties. The 1860s, oh. even. Yeah. <laughs> 1860. <laughs> Which is weird for him having so much spy tech. <laughs> wow. Really ahead of their times. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys all watched uh, Kites. It's one of those, like, good animated, oh, yeah. you know, ventures on Faku. Yes. yes. Faku, what a, what a great, I didn't even know it existed. What a great platform for uh, the subject matter that I hold dear to my heart. And before <laughs> I get into Kite, uh, just to answer your question, earlier about my relationship to hentai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that goes back uh, all the way to my teenagehood. I would say probably like when I was 15 or 16, I discovered internet porn and uh, I, was hu- I was hugely into anime. And then I saw anime on these uh, X-rated websites. Two things that I love so much. <laughs> Porn and anime. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I have been a purveyor of hentai for a very long time. And I appreciate it in not just the uh, self-gratification way, but more so just that <laughs> people are putting in the effort to make these shows Um for, you know, just for people who watch it for, I don't know uh, how long, like two to three minutes, <laughs> however long people watch it. You know, for 15 seconds and then you're yeah, done. Just the usual. On the Depending on the day. And then just an hour of shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, well, there's no shame on my part. I, I went back and I started watching other things. But Nothing anyway. but proud. To this day, I, I, you know, not as frequently as I was when I was a boy, but, uh, you know, I did a good, good uh, clip uh, for me here and there. Um, you don't watch the entire thing for the plot? 
Uh, well, so <laughs> I watch, I watch, I, I subscribe to Playboy for the plot. <laughs> There's a pretty ongoing story there. <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned uh, about plots in hentai because that's, I have uh, a discussion about what we watched in relation to that. But, uh, Pete, what, what, what's your relation to hentai? Um, I said it briefly at the beginning, but n- not much. Uh, I like anime quite a bit, though. I don't. Oh, so you, you are into anime, at least. Indeed, yes. Well, we've kind of got the whole spectrum covered here, you know. Yeah. Like, like you at least enjoy anime, and okay. Yeah, I'm I'm mid range. Like I I I don't think you could I could name an anime and you'd go, oh, he's a real fan. You know, most <laughs> yeah. of that stuff's all mainstream. You know, there was some really good stuff on uh, Netflix series Love, Death, and Robots uh, that I've mentioned on Middle Class Film Class. Oh, that's right. As a streaming pick. And um, it's, I think it's streaming on Netflix still. Yeah, really it's good. original. Yeah, it's an original. Oh, it, it's their original? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. And uh, it's, second volume should be coming out soon, too. Really excited about that. Yeah. And it wasn't all animated, but there's three or four or five, six different animation styles. And it's it's, you can have... Anything from uh, Ghibli, Ghibli, you know, uh, <laughs> heartfelt storytelling yeah. uh, with the fantastical creatures to like action stuff, which is more kind of like like what this was, uh, kite. Mm. And then you can have it on the full on erotic side. Just the variety and choice out there to choose from. It's like why, why, why limit yourself to just live action stuff when there's so much to be had in the animated realm? Think of yeah. all the tentacles you're missing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people limit their media intake when they say oh i can't watch or i can't read subtitles like yeah you know the foreign films or it's anime true. yeah i don't like sub yeah i don't like foreign movies or i don't like kids movies yeah tyler i don't i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need these except attacks. for holes i don't need these attacks right now <laughs> uh yeah yeah i feel like a lot of people do like discredit anime or or specifically like hentai just because it's animated when i mean like you said there's just so many options so I have a question in regards to that, uh, the whole like maybe I, I want to say looking down on anime or hentai as a form of like uh, sexual um, gratification, because if you, if you extend this to other media that we don't have this available to, you know, in the future when VR virtual reality mm-hmm. or like augmented reality is in the stage that it is in Star Trek where <laughs> you're on the holodeck. Would yeah. it be that much worse to have a sexual night in the holodeck than it would <laughs> to just find a clip on Pornhub and, you know, get to it? You know, why is why is that worse or better than anything else? And why why is animated worse or better than live action? I don't get it. I, I think it's just people <laughs> kind of just shamed what they don't uh, understand sometimes. I don't know. It's it, it, yeah. the fact that like hentai has been like so taboo in, in like the us is just so baffling to me because most people like pornography but then like what pornography that can possibly have like story and plot and can have like any range of effort put into it and this is art damn yeah i mean some of it is really amazing how it pushes like some of the artistic medium and then some of it's just like oh this was made so someone could get off in 15 minutes <laughs> or seconds sorry or seconds <laughs> 15 minutes god we, we have stuff to do Jesus. come on we have a podcast <laughs> to record yeah really <laughs> so i i don't know 
if you if you want to how you want us to go through kite i took some detailed notes along the plot and i had vivid some, notes yeah, vivid, vivid. <laughs> did your hentai homework I, did, I, did, I sketched on my ipad <laughs> I, have, I have memories in my head <laughs> yeah so i i specifically recommended kite despite almost knowing nothing about it for for you guys to check out just because i had a feeling that it would maybe be a little bit more akin to what you usually review compared mm. to, to other hentai just because it seemed like there was a lot going on just from a like a two second gift that i saw i oh, i just kind of had an epiphany that i was like oh that if if some professional movie reviewers are coming onto my show i need <laughs> to give them something meaty that's well it was it, it was meaty there was definitely some meat <laughs> there was yes there, there was. was a few scenes of meat i can't yeah i can't believe how large uh everyone's dick is in this are hung like horses <laughs> which is uh yeah it was it was uh the action was there too i i, I think that was one of the thing that you said when you gave us the assignment for kite or you're like oh, this is kind of like maybe like fast and the furious or some sort of like spy whatever just from <laughs> the short clip you seen yeah, I did see that there was a interesting elevation of action that yeah. I have not seen in a hentai before. This was um, definitely more violent than super se- violent. sexual. It was yeah, it was cool too. There was like the there was scenes where like someone would get their hand shot and it would blow a hole in his hand and three of his fingers would yeah, fly the, off. And you're all, like, all, damn! A lot of the bullets used were explosive. Uh, yeah. rounds <laughs> hentai usually focuses on holes but rarely do they create new ones they sure yeah do. they sure do. um you know it's interesting with kite though is i think this is only technically a hentai because it shows like full penetration because most of the time like there's i would say there's all there is sex scenes but it's, it's like three of them there's three but, yeah. solid sex scenes and one quick one it, yeah. it, this movie, and I'm actually going to call it a movie because it's more akin to a movie than a hentai it's in like my a, experience. It's, it's like a short film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of uh, Ghost in the Shell, actually. Yeah, I got that vibe too. Uh, just with the uh, with the spy, the assassin uh, storyline. Kill Bill too. Yeah. Oh, kill, yeah. Kill, yeah. Yeah, that's a Heavy good Kill Bill vibes. Um, so the, the beginning of the movie, you're introduced to this girl who... In my opinion, the whole movie, I was expecting her to pull her face off and reveal that she was a robot. <laughs> yeah. And you turn out, she really just has a, a some sort of um, Stockholm syndrome or complex like um, many of the girls in Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, a, I mean, I don't know how, do you guys, did, did you get a vibe of like how old she might be? Well, she said she was in college uh, oh, thank, thank halfway God. through the movie. <laughs> Um, so I would imagine that late, at this point, te- late teens, maybe Yeah, but I would say like 18, early twenties, 18, 19. Well, I, I got a, I got the Lolita vibe. I, my first note was that she's a preteen Lolita vigilante and it reminds me of Kill Bill. The shot direction, uh, was reminiscent of like, um, Quentin Tarantino's. Um, and it did show that she had a conscience, which is important in the story later on. Yeah. I personally couldn't imagine getting off if someone didn't have a conscious. So <laughs> <laughs> I know Gosh, she, you see that she didn't even tip her waiter. <laughs> she just started sucking his dick. My boner is gone. <laughs> Thanks. Um, let's see the first sex scene. Uh, she's basically having sex with what you find out to be like her, like mob boss, hitman. He he refers to himself as her guardian, but yeah, he's like her yeah. boss, kind boss, of boss daddy. He gives her the the hits. 
yeah. basically the assignments. Guy in the, in the, <laughs> the guy who looks like a fish. Oh, that, yeah, his, <laughs> he looks like a when he first came on screen. Comic book nerd. I could I couldn't even keep myself neck, together. Neck beard. Uh, Milk. Is there is it a common thing, or does it mean something in in anime when the one of the characters' eyes face opposite directions, like left and right, like like the opposite of cross eyed, like they're fish eyed. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that's just kind of conveying um, like they're dumb, maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, it could be all sort of things. But I think it's just to demonstrate that the, there is something off about the, this person. Okay. Yeah, the, he was hung like a horse, too. The, yeah, the two the two guys like pulling the strings of this uh, assassin agency or whatever it is that they're running is um, what is the guy's name? It's uh, I couldn't remember. I Akai? remember. Yeah, Akai, Akai, yes, Akai and yes. Kanye. yeah it was weird they had a a kai uh kanye uh a cameo in this yeah okay Uh, so i'm I'm getting so many elements we we have this uh, like younger college girl uh there are assassins i I don't know if you were implying that her being a possible robot was because of like previously established things or just i sent you a a photo earlier okay i've been avoiding these till we were live on air oh good okay so the i think it was the second one i sent you is the girl next to the guy okay she's she does look human yeah she's she does look human but she's and that one and that one shot though she's got her head cocked to the side and she's walking straight faced completely like huge eyes Mm -hmm. while he's talking to her and she's not reacting at all and you're like Something wrong with wrong with her? Is she a cyborg? Um, she's that's um, on account of that uh, of her killing people at a prepubescent age. I, I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. later on. She's very calculated. Yeah, later on you see that she's basically was groomed. Her parents were killed, and Akai takes her as his new assassin, a la Kill Bill again. He, he raises her as a killing machine, basically. Mm-hmm. And the deadness in her eyes are like a shark swimming through the water ready to kill the next victim yeah this is just classic like dissociating who, yeah, who hasn't gone through this yeah. <laughs> so she's the main protagonist i guess even though she's killing people sympathetic villain i guess anti-hero yeah anti-hero even better the first uh, the first picture i sent you is the the young man who's okay. her gener- arubi arubo i think arubi arubo uh, it, it's um arubi Oh, yeah, yeah, Ruby. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I'm digging his jacket though. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, good like fashion sense I've seen through the the screenshots you've sent me. Oh, and if you notice the earring on Sawa's character, the uh, that's the yeah main girl's name, Sawa. Yeah, she the, those earrings which uh, become a focal point. Uh, in the plot as it progresses on but i thought they were mind controlled devices at first oh i didn't think about that <laughs> oh yeah that's that'd be interesting i lost all my notes what the heck oh no well uh while you're trying to find your notes i actually have a little history with uh Kai. Oh. um i watched this before i watched it in my younger years um i didn't remember the name of the movie but the opening scene of a kite is very iconic because there's a lot of gifs or wait is it gifs it's gifs, GIFs. GIFs. Okay, are we all, are we, are we all are we all in agreement it's called gifs okay there's a lot of gifs of this movie <laughs> and uh, back when in the, my tumblr days there was I, I was like what is this from i need to know and so eventually i found it mm-hmm. and i watched it and i completely forgot about it until 
I watched it uh, today. And so I was when like, you oh. watched this, did you watch it as hentai or like just no, as no, no, standard no, no, no. media? I, no, I just watched it as standard media. I, his, I think, his dick was out though. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. what? Just in case. It was yeah, just in case. Uh, you got you ready, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was always at the right. He's got that concealed carry. Um, I assume the same thing about when you were watching The Man of Steel. <laughs> no, that was my dick. Oh, okay. You, I, do you guys have turns just wow. who watches it just wow. ready to go? We usually back to back. Back to back. Ready for a draw. Um, but yeah, so I totally forgot that I had actually watched this movie. And um, I watched it again today. And I was like, oh, my God. I've seen this before. I know what happens. And it, it, it was just as good as I remembered it. Um, I think the sex scenes are not over the top. Like, yeah, sure. it, 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 oh, yeah, it adds <laughs> to the story. They only put two veins in his dick instead of like <laughs> Although nine. The, the, the first scene, it didn't look like she had any like anatomy. It looked like, she, like he was just like poking like, flesh <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like they didn't draw it in it was just like that was the, la- that was the last like, scene like her body was just like absorbing the dick <laughs> absorbing it. that's that's an entire genre actually yeah. sometimes people are just so tired that that's what sex like boils like down to orbias, okay just absorbing <laughs> penis um well so i i got my notes back i deleted them on accident <laughs> so oh, no the main character oburi he looks like <laughs> Gary from America no. World Police. Oh my god! Oh no! There, there is some similarities here. Got those like wait uh, to Team America and a kite? No, just his face. Oh, just the characters of Gary and and then uh, yeah, and um, the <laughs> he's he's also a contract killer. They don't apparently don't know each other, but they work for the same quote unquote agency. Yeah, they're what like a this, coincidence. They're, on the yeah. same, they're at the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they that's kind of the vibe I got. You know, it's funny. I wonder if he was sexually exploited. Uh mm. well, I don't think so. I think he was just that's, uh, the, that's in the prequel. I <laughs> I got the idea that he was like an orphan and he just like got picked up by the fish man and he was like, "Okay, you're going to do this and do this training." And then yeah. he works part-time at a grocery store, which I thought didn't add a lot. Oh, that was funny. The little market that he works <laughs> yeah. at. Oh yeah, he, you're right. He was like a liquor store or something. Yeah, his his day job is a uh, he is a part-time is a cashier. <laughs> cashier. Her, her day job is laying on her back and staring at the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. Oh. God. <laughs> That's not a sexual reference. She's just a robot. <laughs> She's recharging. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, solar power. Just like Zuckerberg. Solar power. Um, and then, uh, so after they meet each other and she kind of starts lightweight stalking him and she's got a little schoolgirl crush on him because he doesn't abuse her and, uh, <laughs> and he looks like a puppet. So um, yeah. naturally. Who hasn't wanted uh, like a dreamy man to not abuse them and look like a puppet? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah. At, at some point he's uh, he li- he's in his like loft apartment and uh, they're talking and he's feeding the cats crackers and then uh, which favorite part of the movie the cats oh yeah love, the cats. he's feeding them crackers he's feeding, yeah he's feeding, like, it's chips. like in a Pringles can yeah um, and then the ending though it, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna get into it but I'm just saying the cats in the ending it, it broke my heart it broke my heart too oh no um, <laughs> but when as he's leaving he fall, he passes these two kids playing basketball in the alleyway oh yeah and I took another screenshot that I sent to you <laughs> yeah, I I like 
the the detail here of the the background with graffiti just saying sex music (laughs) (laughs) i didn't notice that (laughs) and then yeah and there's another one that says uh hold on a second here i'll show these guys this is the background Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Sex. And music. then I saw it, but I just like, I didn't even Rock think, and roll. I didn't think twice about it. And then there's another one that says, uh, Blues Boy. Blues Boy. Blues Boy. How did you pick that up? And, then, and, then, the, boy. and then the worst one, which he was really analyzing which this. This film. is, this is, I have to say this because, um, um, my girlfriend, she works with, um, Koreans a lot and she coaches them on how to sound more American and I'll just leave it at that and uh, one <laughs> one of the one of the uh, graffitis also says Scorpio Scorpio like it would be Scorpio Scorpio like the L and the R are kind of messed up which is a pretty typical way of if you're a native speaker of Eng- uh, Asian language and you're trying to speak English it happens quite a bit oh. and we were looking at it like Scorpio what is that and she goes I think it's supposed to be Scorpio and it was just kind of a weird little wow. little note, um, like a peek into the animators' uh, minds or whatever. And uh, but those two kids come into play uh, very much so later at the very end of the movie. Oh yes, they mm-hmm. do. Right also before a little, a little foreshadowing. Yeah, and you kind of yeah, realize kinda. that he doesn't really have he doesn't have a um, as much of a conscience as uh, she does. Sawa. Uh huh. Um, Devin Sawa has. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sh- so in, in this scene, they're like, uh, Hey, mister, give us the basketball. And it splashes him with water and it gets on his jacket and they're just being little assholes to him. And he's like, you got my jacket wet. And they say, well, just go, go get another one. It wasn't that good. Anyway. Get another jacket. It's ugly anyways. And he does like his own robot thing and he shoots a, he shoots a basket from hella far away. Yeah. And as it's falling to the ground, he just made the basket. He shoots it with a gun and explodes. <laughs> Kids are like, fuck, those are ball. Yeah, it's rad. <laughs> yeah, and then he just walks away. And you're just like, oh, so maybe he, he doesn't quite have as much of a conscience because that was a dick move. Yeah, yeah that's the end. Um, because I really like that scene too, because they were really trying to convey like, these are assassins. These are not characters that you can relate to. Like sure. these, these people will kill you and they will deceive you on being humanizing. And then all of a sudden you have an exploding bullet coming out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little refreshing to hear that though, because so much media has kind of taken your, your main like protagonist. And even if they're like an anti-hero sort of thing, just made them too relatable or likable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, but you know, sometimes there is a story to tell with a character that, is technically the protagonist, but just not relatable. Yeah. Um, I was, I was kind of thinking, uh, what was that uh, one Joaquin Phoenix film that we watched on one of our uh, episodes? Oh, you were never really here. Yeah. You were never really here. They made him seem really lovable too, but he was just really brutal and just kind of like a dick. Um, So (laughs) with uh, that, in that point that the vein, the vein of what you're uh, talking about, I agree. There is a lot of trying to make this, the anti-hero more lovable. Well, you know what else rang a little bit on this? The uh, Leon, the professional. Oh yeah. She's a young girl who has these weird kind of fucked up, ideas in her head about sexuality and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and just her mom grew up, she was a hooker as her mom was growing up or, her, or, or sorry, when, as she was growing up and then she gets kind of put in the same the situation with this killer Leon 
and she kind of wants to kill herself and has this weird like sexuality towards him and he's like 40 and she's 12 yeah and it's it was I mean, like that, indiana jones yeah so it that there was a lot of that in there too and it's like you can't you don't really know what to feel with that character because you're like ooh, she's hitting on him oh what is he you know what movie what is this movie and but you're kind of like yeah. you feel for her because of her kind of fucked up childhood and stuff so what i got was a, the name of that movie leon the professional luke Besson directed it and Starring a young Natalie Portman. And that happens briefly, and you were never really here too, when Joaquin Phoenix yes. sa- oh, saves right. one of the girls, and then he she starts trying to do something. He goes, you don't have to do that anymore. Mm. Um, um, but don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, You do get, once they start becoming uh, friendly, the conversation between... Um, Oburi and Sawa. Uh, Oburi. Is it Oburi or Ruby? Oruby? Is it Oburi or Oruby? Oruby, I think. Oruby? Okay. Well, he, he says that he's like also, he's also, uh, um, Akai is also his guardian. And I'm thinking exactly what Joseph said. Does he bang him too? Or? <laughs> no. He doesn't look like he would have any. No. Uh, <laughs> and then you get, you get uh, a flashback scene. Oburi. Oburi. Okay. Yeah. You get a flashback scene to when um, Sawa's parents were killed. She walks in on the room and, oh, it just so happens that Akai's there. And I think you can guess what happened. Um, you find out later that Akai was the one that killed her parents. And, and he orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that, that whole scene reminded me of the um, story of Oren Ishii from Kill Bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That when it was the it, that's the animated yes. uh, portion of it. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. in that bit, it even has one character, the the uh, ambassador that they assassinate. Mm-hmm. He has the wall eyes too. He's laughing in, yeah. the, in the back of the limousine. His eyes are completely wall eyed. Yeah. Before he gets you know his head he's evil. blown off. Yeah. You know, so this came out way before Kill Bill, right? Well, you know, maybe sure. maybe they were inspired by this. I, I oh, probably probably hundred percent think there was some inspiration there. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's a a lot of other animes that also have revenge stories as well. Yeah. Revenge is ten. It tends to be a story. I, I've seen yeah. it in um, numerous things. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino has been. Um, he's been in the spotlight for maybe having a little bit too much of his movie be inspired by other movies at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled some shot direction from this. And, you know, that's what, I think that's what a lot of filmmakers do when they see somebody that they really uh, admire. They'll take this shot, comp- the composition of this one segment yeah. or this one sequence and they'll put it into theirs. And like, oh, I want just like this one scene in, you know, perfect blue. Oh yeah. With yeah. Uh, Requiem for a Dream and yeah, uh, Aronofsky. Yeah. Yeah. So composition wise though, in, in general, how does this, you know, movie fare with that? It's very cinematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the animation is solid. Yeah. It's, Unless she's like just absorbing dick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where they, that's where they cut the budget back. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> I will say there was, there was a little bit of regret that I felt after finishing the movie and thinking I didn't see one, up close shot of a clitoris. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see any semen. No oral sex. No pubes. It was all. It was. It was very like surface level sex. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't granular. You know. It sounds like it really was just sex for the sake of story, but they weren't like shy to show any of it. 
yeah, there was a there was some fondling. There's some breast fondling and stuff. Um, but it wasn't. I I watched this with my wife um, back to back. My wife. Um, <laughs> and because um, she didn't want me to watch it by myself, Joseph. Wait, what? <laughs> Joseph's ex girlfriend. Yeah, ex girlfriend, current wife, and. <laughs> And we were well. I want to know why she didn't want to. I mean, if why she she didn't know how much tentacle was going to be in it. <laughs> she she said she felt like she had to watch it with me. I well, asked. She her, wanted to go on this journey with you. I asked her. I was like, I was like, do you want to watch this with me? She's like, I feel like I have to. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm just, you know, befouling all of you, apparently. No, no, <laughs> no. Making no, you no. watch anime porn. I, lo- I loved it. I, I watched it with my girlfriend, and we both had a, a rock, raucous good time. We uh, <laughs> Part of the reason was, oh, actually, she was worried that we would be influenced by it. What? what? Do, you mean, what do you mean? To engage afterwards, like, start feeling something. Oh. <laughs> Like, so like going to murder somebody yeah uh <laughs> yeah something like that you know because like we ha- like i had no idea uh, the amount of sexualness would be in this movie and surprisingly like the story like overwhelmed the overshadowed the sure. the actual like sex in the movie when the sex is just like animated version of a sex scene you would see in a movie except minus yeah. the dicks and vaginas yeah it's hard to masturbate when you're just so curious about what's going to happen I, next I, I, God, you know it's like <laughs> come on and, you know i had my hand at the ready I was, uh, I was ready so you know we got our urges out before we watched the movie oh, and right. um just so that, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we want it to happen authentically. We don't want to be influenced by media. To, what? That's a, that's actually just a really good, that's a, a really good bit of advice for anybody who's going to go into a new adventure or make a big life decision. Just rub one out first. Yeah. <laughs> but that way your, your mind is clear. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're not on that's the That's why I do before every show. Or, or, masturbate, masturbatal, you know, meditation, just getting ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do it uh, before work every day just to make sure I have a clear head. And if, and if you have a wife, even better. Uh, you, have to, you don't have to be alone in that adventure. Yeah. Sure. You know, I assume that's how every middle class film class starts. So, oh, most of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's more I, I just assume it's like right after the news. You can hear that like tension break, you know, right? We got to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of the circle jerk. Ours is more like a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Triangular. Um, so I, uh, let me let me see where my notes are at here. Well, um, can, we, can we talk about the twists uh, that come in the end, though? There's like four twists. That is that. There? Yeah. So the twist you find out that uh, Sawa knew her handler killed her oh, parents yeah. for a long time. Mini and, twist. Uh, and then uh, the second twist is when they get captured, uh, tr- trying to. Uh, when uh, uh, Oberu uh, 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 tries to kill his handler, and then Sawa comes to his rescue, uh, but uh, ultimately they're captured, and uh, th- and there's some weird cuckolding going on in that. Uh, oh yeah, in he, that capture scene. They both both of the youngins, the young assassins, get uh, captured, and he basically Akai forces Oberu to watch. Akai have sex with Sawa in front of Oburi. Yeah. And then after he finishes, he has his little fish man henchman take him off to kill him. Yeah. And then plot twist number three, 
is when you think that she was actually with her handler the whole time and it was just they a this, ruse they to have get this him into conversation. This it's like we didn't have to do all that to kill him, Obery. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, she was in on this the whole time. And, the whole yeah. time. and then it cuts to like a police uh, crime scene. You see somebody, a dead body underneath a sheet. And you're like, oh, it's Obery. But it's actually, and then it's a, actually Fishman. And then Akai uh, himself opens the, uh, takes off the sheet and it's, it's a fish guy, and he goes. What's his name? We don't know his I, name. I actually have it. It's uh, it's Kanye. Oh yeah, Kanye. Oh, close. Um, and he goes. He and he, he has an audible gasp, and in front of the, his police. Oh, sp- speaking of which, we never even mentioned uh, milk. I don't. This is just going to be shocking to you, but Akai is actually a detective. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right. He works for the police. He works for the police department. He's an yeah. it's an inside job. All of them. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's he, where he gets all of his jobs because he investigates all these uh, crimes. And yeah. It's like, uh, let's just kill him. For I wish they went into the reason why they killed him because like, I don't know where the money is coming from other than that, yeah. that he kills, they're just doing it, but it works for a short film the, rather than yeah. like well, a, when you kill people, like, coins come out. That's yeah. <laughs> like Mario. <laughs> um, the end of the, I guess first episode because yeah, on Falco, it's divided into two parts. Correct. Yeah, so on the end of the first episode, it's um, she's on a job to kill this USA guy. Um, oh yeah, the, they're the like, actors. They're like, they're like twins, and they both have moles on opposite sides of their faces. And what an action sequence that was! Too. Yeah, and it kind of reminded me of like the like a fight scene in True Lies in the bathroom, or yeah. or Mission Impossible. I was just gonna say there was an episode, uh, a scene in Mission Impossible Fallout that yeah. reminded me quite a bit of that, starring Henry Cavill. Oh, um, Can, um, do you, does anybody here know who uh, Dan Bilzerian is? Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Milk, I'm gonna send you a, a photo, another one. I didn't send it earlier. Okay, I, one of the guys. You know, I in- am so ignorant with like actors and movies and things. <laughs> uh, this guy is more so just a. Uh, an all-around a rich just asshole. a social media yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a rich douchebag. He looks like Blender Guru. He's I'm pretty sure Andrew yeah, Price. Right. I'm pretty sure he's the oh, next he looks like one of the bodyguards. He's he's like yeah, one of he looks like the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, no, yes, he, oh in my the god. Ba- bathroom scene. Yeah, there's um so she's on this job and she's she's trying to kill um one, one of them, one of the brothers. And she can't remember which one. Yeah, because they both like, they hate it when you mix people up and, at work, and <laughs> they both have a mole, but the mole's on the opposite side of their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's like has a fight with the bodyguards first. It looks like she's about to lose mm-hmm. this fight. It was and, brutal. It kind of reminded me of like yeah. the, the the Born series. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a really good act. If that was shot in uh with real life actors IRL movie it would be an impressive bathroom fight scene yeah as a as an uh, animated scene it was still very fun fun to watch yeah the interesting thing though is just like you said it looked like she was going to lose that's another thing i feel like a lot of current media isn't doing like when a fight starts between characters and you know who's going to win just because you can tell like the plot direction yeah. it almost seems like the fight is just obviously choreographed that whole time there there doesn't seem like any sort of power struggle like you know sometimes you know someone's going to win no matter what but even for those little fights from scene to scene you still want to see that conflict there 
it's like watching a Marvel movie. It's like well, it's Captain gonna, America can't die. Just going to say that. <laughs> but at the same time, the Marvel series does like kill Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. Um, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Wait. In, in like the the big Marvel movies, no, no. they kill Spider-Man and Iron Man. What? What? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. Well, well, Iron Man was the only one I liked. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I haven't seen any of the, I haven't seen any of the movies where they die, but they're no, really good. Knowing that I probably wasn't going to watch them for a, quite some time, I just went full on in the spoilers on like the Facebook. Oh yeah, meme it's about pages. the journey, man. And so I, I appreciate That's that about true. Marvel, but like Joseph was saying, or and Milk actually, uh, if when you're watching some of these fight scenes, it's like it's like these two people are just dancing. It's so completely choreographed. Yeah. They, it's like the first person knows exactly what the other person is going to do. And it's impressive to watch. It's kind of um, like but, the, the fight scene at the end of the hunt in the kitchen. Oh yeah. With Hillary Swank and uh, the other woman, the other, <laughs> the other blonde person. <laughs> And it's not like that isn't always a bad thing. Like you said, it's, it's, it can be impressive, but you do want, you want the struggle and you want to not know yeah. what happens. Yeah. And this, this scene, there was a couple of times when you're like, Oh shit, she's going to, she's going to get how, her how head you, squeezed yeah, off. How do you get, and then at the end of the episode, it ends where she like, the fight is over. She thinks it's over and she's standing like, there's a hole blown into the side of this building, which is like a high rise like building, 10 stories up or something. And she's like standing like at the edge of this. And then one of the bodyguards, I guess it's still alive comes and like tackles her and jumps. They're like falling out of this building. And then it ends with the, with her, just her face. And she's like screaming her head off. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And then it cuts to black <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit, she's going to die. I got to watch the second one. Yeah. yeah. I've seen so many hentai end on screaming, but in such a different like tone. Yeah. It sounds yeah. Like. very, yeah, very different tone, but it's very, it's very much like, it ends on a cliffhanger. It's like, well, she, she's like the main. How's she gonna get out of this? Find out next week on Cut. Uh, on on the way down, you you're exposed to the uh, second sex scene, third sex scene. As she's passing by one of the windows, there's an old guy. Get, oh, it's a br- really brief. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's giving it to a. Uh, I don't know what an intern that had to do with yeah, the story. Either. An intern, and he's he's got his gigantic dong out. And they're like, we shouldn't be doing this right here, senpai. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that kind of took me out of this. Uh, out of this scene. I thought it was great. It I was cracked just, me up. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah it did. Make me it was up. like she's like, ah! and then yeah. <laughs> and he's just banging away at this uh, intern on yeah. on the desk. It's kind of funny, but again, no clitoris. Yeah, no, no. just old man ass. <laughs> But did the sex scene like really add to like story or was it just kind of maybe to start with like a, uh, a harsh tone at the beginning of it? Because, you know, you have to think about when this came out, putting sex into something that wasn't just explicitly pornographic, I, I would imagine is pretty big uh, claim or like a, you know, sure. it, was, I, it, it like it has a heavy impact. Yeah. It, it was it was good. It, it definitely made it feel like an adult cartoon without like being gratuitous about it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I have a theory though, too, is the reason why like they were even allowed to have sex scenes is because it added to the story. I think, and this seemed kind of like a big budgeted uh, animated movie too. Like the animation is way too good and fluid and detailed to, especially for the time that it came out as well to, not have like really powers that be deciding like how the production in the story and what will and what will not be allowed. 
Um, but overall, I, I, I think even if you're not a purveyor of hentai, this is a, a good recommendation for anyone who likes anime. I think you did us you did us a solid milk by saying by this was the intro because it really was a good middle ground from uh you know furry furry porn or tentacle porn for yeah. and and, Demons. and pure anime you know with no sex involved at all it was it was very good i enjoyed it a lot yeah it was either this or like an anime where a girl's like gets so full of cum that her like nipples shoot off Damn like it, rockets I wanted to watch that one uh that Next time, yeah. uh, I will. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying anything until the end of this because I wanted to. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention something about that later. But <laughs> oh <my laughs> I uh, <laughs> uh, after at this point in the plot, we're just about to get wrapped up mm-hmm. on the actual plot plot. But um, one of the the best action scenes of, uh, of the whole movie is when Oberi takes a another hit up on a guy on a, on a train. Oh yeah, the train. It's yeah. A train. Okay, so. I think this is the gif I saw. So my my only exposure before this episode's recording was just like this gif. And I remember like a car falling and that kind of started the like escalation of things. Um, so that the car falling is is when she's when she falls out of the window with the guy and then like she lands. They fall through like a tunnel that's like that's lifted off the ground like a like a, like a subway above ground. Yeah, like, like yeah. it was a car onto a truck, it right? Falls onto a car, and then that falls through the ground. It's like they're superhuman at this point. Yeah, <laughs> they're falling through like they, she falls like through two or three different streets. Yeah, until she finally hits the ground and lands on a truck, which goes through the ground and lands in the subway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're yeah, then they're but that's that's not that's, that's not, not the that, subway that's, scene that we're that, yeah, about. that's a different. Um, oh, so that's not even no. the most action scene, yeah. and that was just. Batch it crazy. That was carnage. Yeah, yeah. That, that was cool though. I, and I would imagine Sawa is basically deaf at this point and battered. <laughs> I, I'm sure she won't live past the age of 35. She'll be her knees will be brittle. She'll have a cane. Yeah. Um, she's, she's just already complaining about carpal tunnel. Yeah, just, <laughs> at, at 19 years old, too. Um, there is uh so he he goes uh Oberi goes onto the train, he goes to kill someone. It's supposed to be an easy target, and the guy's uh, packing. He's got a gun. He, w- yeah, it's, he's not who he he's, thought he was. Yeah, he's actually a SWAT. And it was a setup. Akai wanted basically Oberi to get killed by this hit. And there's a, um, I sent you a link just now, Milk. This is a, a pause in the carnage. Yeah. For the fight scene. And the, the guy he's fighting with peeks his head out. So the, the shooting stops. He's he's reloading his gun in the little compartment between the two trains. Oh yeah, <laughs> and completely just, missing. And then the, he sees that he's just below him. And he it's like a Star Wars level of like missing shot. <laughs> that was literally of all the shooting and all the fighting and all like the action stuff. That was the only thing that was like goofy out of all of it. It, all, it was always played very serious, very yeah. straight. And then they had yeah. that six inches apart from each other, missing each other. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen like that. I'm like. In movies, I'm like, how the, you're like right there. How are you missing? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for the suspense. And this guy, these guys, are supposed to be like assassins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hard. Um, so anyways, after after he gets the guy, uh, um, Sawa swoops in and helps. In spectacular him. fashion with yeah, the yeah. little explosive little mind James Bond mines. Yeah, they're cool. Those are sick. <clears throat> and uh, that's when they both get 
they both get captured by Akai and the fish guy by Kanye. And then, yeah. and then that's when the third, the, the final sex scene happens. Yeah. The forced cuckold scene. Yeah. And she's, he's basically, Akai's basically raping, kind of hot, raping too. Sawa. Um, and she's seemingly in, in, into it. Yeah. A little bit. And you're just kind of like, oh yeah, she's, that's normal for her. They just make her seem kind of into it. So you're not as guilted while, yeah. you know, watch. I don't think it was more so guilt rather than it's supposed to subvert your expectations. Like you're like, Oh my God, wait, what? I yeah. thought she was not supposed to be into this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's easier not to fight it. I after, think. after Oburi is out of the room and they reveal what actually is going on. She, yeah. She basically planned the whole thing so that they can, she can kill both of them. Yeah. And then, uh, Flash cut to they're in the sewer. Yeah. Akai thinks he's going to kill Oberi. He's trapped, tracked, traced him down. He's injured. There's no way he can fight me like this boy. Yeah. And then plot twist. It's Sawa. Sawa is in the sewer. She's in the sewer. Where she made her first kill. Yes, exactly. The yeah. same place where she did her first kill. Brings it all back around. Yeah. And then the, the question that I was asking myself the entire time is, uh, Akai has this like pattern across his forehead. It's like a gold... Like, like gold diamonds yeah. going across his forehead, like a headband. And I was thinking, is that a tattoo? Is that actually there? Is it just some weird like necklace or something? And then she shoots him, kills him, shoots him in the head, and his necklace explodes off his forehead. And I'm yeah, like, it ah, like, it was a headband. Yeah. yeah. The whole time. <laughs> and then, they, yeah, it cuts to Oberi like throwing away like his weapons. Um, yeah, he's going to give up that life. Yeah. And when I was watching that scene too, I was like, "Why are you throwing bombs in the in the, in the public <laughs> water? What are you doing?" And they blow up right there. <laughs> um, and then all those chemicals. So I don't know about right. Can't be good. <laughs> I know this poor fish. And then it ends like, did you guys want a sex scene between Oberi and Sawa? That's what I was waiting for. Uh, now uh, I was kind of waiting for it, but I like I wasn't like disappointed that it didn't happen. Now I'm pretty sure Sawa <laughs> would never have sex again if she. She could choose. So. My, my boner was disappointed there wasn't that final scene. Oh. I love <laughs> Just give up the guns, give up the buns. Just <laughs> whole new life change. Give up the buns, give up the guns. Well, love it. The, re- the reason why the reason why there was no sex scene because she was waiting for him at his apartment and she said earlier in the movie, promise me you'll come back here. Yeah. And he was on his way in and if you if you're watching this, gonna watch the kite for the plot, fast forward an extra two minutes because this is the spoiler. She's walking into his apartment and the two kids from the basketball scene at the beginning, one of the one of the little girls just pulls a gun out as he's walking by and just kills him. No fanfare, no God, it was yeah. so good. Literally just like I was, casual. I was so confused at that scene because I thought that was her. Yeah, for a second I did too. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, they look similar. Sawa? And then you t- she takes she's got the beanie with the green yeah. uh, pigtails, and you're like, that bitch. Yeah, she I, killed him because so, they Blew up her, her basketball. basketball. <laughs> just all her basketball. Yeah. I know. But that just goes to show, though, like, like you know, the, the disregard of uh, of the audience that this is an art. This is an artistic stance. Like, you know, screw the audience. It was. It was definitely uh, top five, top ten anime betrayals for me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like it was just purely made to like convey like harsh and betrayal. And, yeah. You know, very hard emotions, not like a a point to point story for the sake of the story, I guess. Yeah. But every movie, every movie doesn't always have to end with a happy ending. And some of the best, some of my favorite movies don't end with a happy ending. Yeah. You know, Moon, he gets back to Earth and is like, maybe he's going to be alive for a couple of years, but then he's just, his body's going to deteriorate. Yeah. 
Um, or hereditary. Yeah. Or well, actually, no, that was a happy ending. There will be blood, inside. you know? Oh yeah, that will. <laughs> oh yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to have a happy ending at the end. And unfortunately for Obari, American dead. psycho. Yeah. But, uh, and for Sawa, she's just waiting in, in, she's waiting in the apartment surrounded by cats that are also hungry. Cause he was coming back with cat food. Yeah. That bag. broke my heart. I know. Oh yeah. Now it makes sense. Well, they have plenty of food. They're going to eat him. That's what cats do. He's, a, he's, no, like, he's outside. He's in like a subway or something. No, he was like in like yeah, they'll the find way. Oh, yeah, they'll it? find because okay. they're strays. <laughs> they'll, 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 they can I smell remember, the dead. I just remember he's walking down some stairs that like, and that's where then like that the girl was hiding behind the corner at the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like a public space. Yeah. So do you think this like little girl that shot him about the basketball is going to become like the next assassin maybe. and just going to be a spiral? Maybe, maybe of- there was another uh, boss of some kind, like a, another person who hired or, or uh, trained. Yeah, I, that condi- went through my head. Condition. Yeah, that her. Went through, I mean, because yeah. why would she do that? Just I think that's just the life that they live in that world. <laughs> Everybody's just. You yeah. just get killed by anybody. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what if this was a Kai's like, uh, you know, uh, much like in The Departed with a Marky Mark comes in and he 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 does his thing. That's kind of what I was going through. But then I thought about it and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not, you know, uh, shit happens on these hard streets of Japan. Shit's hard out here. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. You can't even have a basketball game. You can't have shit in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just walking down the street expecting your coat's going to be dry all day and then that gets fucked up. (laughs) Then you die because of it. (laughs) Or you're just driving down the street and then your truck gets, you know, submerged into a subway and then a sign falls on it and explodes. Uh, The adjuster hears about this one. The the clip you sent me led to another clip with the the scene I was talking about. So I, I saw it again. And I was like, this has got to be like pornography for like um, insurance companies. <laughs> just like, you know, th- this much destruction, but they don't have to pay out any of it because it's just so fucking wild. Yeah. No yeah. one. <laughs> you're at fault for being here at the wrong place at the wrong time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you have a uh, assassin. Uh, you don't have the assassin add on to your insurance policy. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't know. That's not like part of standard Allstate. That's right. <laughs> like in California, you have to get earthquake insurance. People on the East Coast who are listening to this right now don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to get tornado insurance. That's right. <laughs> well, I have it just in case. <laughs> you know, uh, they they swoop through here every now and then. Sacramento is notorious for, you know, tor- tornadoes. Well, after watching Man of Steel, you never know what's going to come your way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> never know when you have to save a dog from a tornado <laughs> do you um do you on your show do we do a rating how do you want to rate this rank this we we typically don't do a rating on infomercial but the the content that is in this uh you know movie i feel deserves it um <coughs> good old fashion rating i'm gonna give this six out of eight tentacles on a <laughs> Scale. Uh, really enjoyed it. Had a great time. Okay, I, so the tentacle scale. Okay. <laughs> I felt like I, can I, dig that. I felt like I was watching a, like a legit um, Hollywood movie, um, just kind of sure. a classic. It felt it gave me a, um, Akira vibes. Yeah, um, Ghost in the Shell. Gave me Ghost in the Shell vibes. Kill Bill, yeah. Leon the Professional. If any of those names uh, bring positive feelings to you, you should watch it because it is an easy watch, less than an hour on Faku. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not 
not too much uh, labia and clitoris action, just enough to get the juices pumping. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I put it. You can pause it, spend your, your 15 seconds, and then get right back <laughs> into yeah, things, it sounds it, like. And then just do it again. We're going to have uh, GIFs of all the uh, sex scenes on loop um, posted to the Middle Class Film Class fan, uh, Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Download and uh, open in various windows on your desktop. Yeah. We came, we're becoming NSFW now. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Joseph? How many tentacles would you rate this out? Um, this is the best hentai I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> out of all the ones yes. um no it was really good i mean the like the, in terms of the story and the animation and the action and everything it was really good um i think really good writing um yeah i mean the sex scenes obviously i mean there's i mean there's it's it wasn't really any different to me like compared to like sex scenes in movie yeah, I agree. In, in in live action movies. Yeah. Um it, other than like they wouldn't show like full, full penetration yeah, full unless you're a large frontier. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I seven out of eight tentacles. All right. Yeah. What about you, Milk? What do you what do you give uh, our review of Kite? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you guys get an 8 out of 8. That this has been great. Oh, yeah, I'm like animal. so curious. <laughs> I definitely have like I'm probably going to watch this immediately after yeah, recording. Um cool. cuz this sounds thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tyler. Well, uh, I would give this as well a seven out of ten tentacles, a uh, wriggling tentacles. Seven out of ten tentacles. Yeah. Ten. Octopus doesn't even have ten tentacles. Wait, wait, wait. That's a tentapus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A quatopus? Yeah. Wait, I know numbers. Well, it's an octopus from uh, Chernobyl, so. Oh, okay. Chernobyl. <laughs> you mean Chernobyl? <laughs> Chernobyl. No, I meant what I said. Chernobyl. That's a. It, Oh, that <laughs> it, it's in uh, Cher's uh, mansion. Did you know that, you know that the meltdown of <laughs> that would, uh, Chernobyl, uh, Chernobyl and Cher was the, uh, Cher's birthday or the same year? No way. Coincidence? <laughs> I, I didn't even know lot. that, but that's, don't, don't, that's look that up. don't look that up. Don't fact check that. <laughs> Sometimes facts are best when they're just spoken. <laughs> but no research. <laughs> But yeah, I, I loved I loved watching this again. I, it was full of nostalgia for me. I, I totally future milk here just to point out this technical snafu we had. Anyways, uh, let's get back to it. So I, I will reiterate what I said a little earlier in the episode that I, f I felt a little bit cheated about the gratuitousness of Kite as a hentai. And it's more of an anime. So I decided to explore Faku a little further and... I didn't know what to look for, but I remember Tyler screaming Bible Black on our Man of Steel episode a few times. So I looked up Bible Black and just spun the old wheel metaphorically. And I clicked on a random episode. And the first thing that I saw was uh, a young lady having sex with another young lady from behind doggy style. And I kept thinking, is this a strap on or is this... Oh no. no! Oh no! no. That that meat was swinging. <laughs> yeah, the, the wonders of hentai transcend gender. Yeah, this is why people <laughs> like hentai more because there are things you can do in animation that you can't do well, to people in real life. I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, that, yeah, that could that could happen in real life <laughs> until the two penis nun came out. Yes, <laughs> just kidding. But there was a big titty goth nun uh, walking around with her habit. Like, well, as thin wait, as you said just kidding. Do you mean as though that doesn't happen? 
I didn't see, well. Because it does. It, oh, wow. <laughs> the, <laughs> is there actually a nun with two cocks? to a whole new world. Yeah. It, well, uh, at some I point can't. in Bible Black, there, there's, I think, like two series of Bible Black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in one of them, yeah, a girl does have two penises. Is she a nun, though? Uh, I think she's, she's one of the cult leaders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so close. I'm like Nostradicus. <laughs> Just the fact that you said that, though, yeah. and that it actually exists in that same media is amazing. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll take donations to our Patreon. <laughs> our, um, but no, it was that was exciting, and I got I got all my labia I lacked in kite, and then some in that uh, in Bible Black. So I'm I'm glad, you know, everyone needs a little labia here and there. We're fulfilled. And honestly, the plot of Bible Black isn't that bad either. It's a little off the wall in terms of like, you know, if anyone was going to watch this for the plot. (laughs) But it's it's also engaging. Hidden underneath all those two dicked nuns. (laughs) So Tyler, you're going to come on the show and, and talk about Bible Black, right? That's right. Can't wait. I'll be listening eager, eager, <laughs> eagerly to that episode. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my homework. You know, catch up on, uh, you know, the the technical aspects of it, and uh, you know, maybe watch it twice over. One for, uh, <laughs> uh, one for business, one for pleasure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very excited to uh, talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, where can everyone find you guys uh, talking about non-erotic media? Um, you could look us up on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash MCFC podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at podcast MCFC. And then you can go on Instagram to at middle class film class. Yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the same name yeah, on all same, three. Can't get, can't get the same <laughs> handle. Yeah, yeah. But you'll, if you search us in you'll the find search it. bar, you'll find it. It's, it's tricky. <laughs> I actually had to buy an infomercial off somebody. Oh, shit. That's cool. Mm. But as far as listening to the actual show, we release every Wednesday. Um, we have 48 episodes so far. And we're getting close to our one year and um, we have not missed one week. So if you tune in and you're looking for a regular story to follow, we, along with reviewing movies, uh, we have our own show drama and, and listener mail and all kinds of fun stuff to follow along with. So, yeah, you know, if you like movies, you'll like the show. But if you just like listening to the three of us have a good time and, and, and hang out with each other, it's, it's a lot of that, too. Yeah. So for anyone who complains about a, a podcast that might miss a few episodes or be on hiatus for six months, <laughs> not that I, I would know who does that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Check out middle Broke. class film class they actually do their podcast <laughs> <laughs> milk's like that that tantalizing dessert just dangle just out of view where you just can't get it <laughs> but we're we're giving you a a, a triple course today get <laughs> all the meat uh lack labia though but you know it's still <laughs> everything's there and juicy nonetheless oh juice was had yeah there was a lot of yeah there was no juice. Well, now now I want more like heavy plot related hentai. Um, if anyone has like good ideas of what that it could be, uh, go ahead and send us a suggestion. You can email us um nymphomercialpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. And if you follow one of us, you can probably go into the following things and find the other podcast because we're all such good podcast friends. That's right. <laughs> and it was very nice to be on the show milk we had a, had a blast 
Yeah, I've never talked about a hentai to anyone before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. You guys have been uh, amazing. And uh, for the rest of you, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> shouldn't be doing this right here, senpai.